welcome to a special Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Apologies for the uh, late tardiness because of technical difficulties, but we are still here for today. I'm your Shirley Sid the Kid, which is me. That's Lakina McGee, which is she. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's going to be on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are, are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you give War Media a follow at WAR Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically funny, and we have very definite opinions. If we have any definite opinions during our, our now less than an hour and a half extravaganza of our uh, gathering we call Sports Talk Radio Show, you can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type me your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll and or do something stupid. I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to be a lamp be a boot. Bye-bye. I wish I can give those technical difficulty gods the boot. But it is what but, it is. It is what yeah. it is, but you know, we, we deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we push on like we always do. But before we begin, we must remind you that you can catch Sports on Chicago also on Roku TV. That's right. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku TV, just tap on the sports folder and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have some handheld devices laying around or you're using your Chromebook like I'm using right now or Lakina's personal PC, you can download the Roku TV app and access Sports on Chicago through that way. So no more excuses. Celebrate the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Anywhere, anytime you want, it's all right there for you. And uh, yeah, rain or shine or you know, snow or cold or warm <laughs> as it's been right now here in this region for the last uh, couple of days. But uh, hope you guys are staying warm with us. Said, you know what, let's just we're, we're gonna go straight through you know, to the rest of the hour. So we're gonna talk mm-hmm. all Bulls and NBA. Now, the Bulls, you know, had an up and down week, you know, big shocker, right? Well, well, they they blew a 19 point lead against Kawhi and PG and the Clippers on. Tuesday, but they did bounce back with a you know a solid uh, win against the Hornets. They're they're back in the ten spot in the Eastern Conference as trade rumors abound. You know, Alice Caruso. Now there's some silly trade you know scenarios with Zach. I don't think that's going to happen either. But so, so what do you think about the Bulls this week? I know you have a lot to say about them. And what's up, yeah, Lamont? I'll get Lamontska. What's yeah, up, so- Lamont? Yeah. So what's the, what's been the typical storyline for the Bulls this year? Win a couple of games, lose a couple of bad ones, uh, dominate some good teams, lose to some bad teams. So what what else is new, Lakina? I don't want to go blow my head off, no pun intended, over something that we expect to see from this Bulls team. But going back to last night's game, it was, it was great to see them uh, beat Charlotte because we said on our last show on Monday that they had revenge on their minds of what happened around this time last week. And when they were in Charlotte, they got embarrassed and rightfully so. But it was a great turnaround 
situation for the Bulls last night. Zach Levine only had 10 points. Uh, Nikolai Vucevic had 17. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, congratulations to him um, making the all-star team for the sixth time in his career, second straight year as a Chicago Bull. He had 15 points, including two of five from three-point range. Showing his three-point range, uh, we love to see it from Mr. DeRozan. But uh, the biggest takeaway for me from last night's game, Lakina, Andre Drummond, head coach yeah. Billy Davi. Where have you been? A double-double last night coming off the bench with 15 and 11. I loved it. Also, too, Kobe White with his best scoring game of the season. 20 points off the bench, including 7 of 13 shooting overall, 3 of 5 from downtown. And Lakina, the Bulls only have 15 turnovers to 24 Yay! assists. We love it. We told Yay! you guys that they average 25 or more assists as a team and cut down those turnovers. They'll win the majority of the games. And Nikolai Vucevic, once again, 17 and 12 last night in Lakina. They're starting to get him more involved now. They can just do that for the rest of the year. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they can sneak into the playoffs. I think we're probably even get, you know, get into that uh, that top six uh, seed. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, look, uh, okay, yeah, the, the Clippers' loss was bad. You know, they lost a 19-point lead. Mm -hmm. You know, turnovers killed them, you know, in the second half especially. But, you know what, they've been playing better lately with PG and uh, Kawhi. So, you know, I'm not going to – if, if they were out either or both of them, that probably would have said, oh, you know, oh, it's another typical Bulls loss. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, but you know what? You, know, you can live with it. You know, they're, 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 they're climbing up the stands in the West, so you can forgive her for that. If they had lost to Charlotte, I'd be in a very different, different mood uh, today, Sid, because this was, mm -hmm. this was a, a Charlotte team they should have beaten. You know, they should have beaten handily, but it is what it is with, with them. You know, they got a little bit of revenge there because they owed him. But yeah, I mean, look, they got they, look the last the next three games. Well, we'll get to that, you know, their schedule later. But they're they're winnable. They can make some ground. You know, get back up there. You know, climb up that stands in the in the East. I know people. I know folks are saying, you know, blow it up, blow it up. But oh, okay, oh, okay, and, and do what? Do what? What are you gonna do with those? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I get very like antsy when it comes to this type of stuff. So, but you know, it, it is what it is. There, I mean. Look, they owe Charlotte that not beat down necessarily, but you know they they did you know pull away from Charlotte late because they did it got a little close there for a little bit, but they were able to pull away. And like you said, I mean Andre Drummond, you saw if you heard his comments afterwards, it was just he's just hilarious to beat you know, to begin with. But when he you know because he hadn't played in the last fifteen games, so you're you're kind of mm -hmm. like he got a, he had a double double, which is you know easily his best performance so far in the Bulls uniform. So it was really you know solid. I mean. Look, Io had his best showing, you know, so far this year with 22 mm -hmm. points. You, know, you mentioned Kobe White being off the bench and such. You know, they were 11 for 28 from three-point range. Not not great, but, you know, you did just have to beat a Charlotte team that you should have beaten pretty easily. They're now 24 and 7. Like I said, they're in, a, they're in the 10th spot. They got three more games for the All-Star break. I would say let, let's see how they finish up. And if they can kind of make a little bit of ground and get to, like, near that you know, that 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 eight or nine range, I think they could kind of mm – -hmm. Because yeah, all the other Easter Easter Conference teams in where they are have kind of struggled a bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that mm -hmm. in a second. But yeah, I, I think they could kind of make a little bit of a run here. Uh, good comment from my buddy Lamont Scott. If you want to hit us up in the comment section, just go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Lamont brought up a great point. I think they've been saving Drummond for the second half of the season. If Probably. that's the case, uh, they're going to need it for the second half of the season because, as you mentioned, Lakina, there are three games under five hundred. And uh, they're going to need every game from there on after uh, following next week's All-Star break. So uh, but we'll see how much Mr. Drummond has left in the tank because, like, like you mentioned, Ken, he hasn't played in the last 
15 games, and he showed his worth last night. Uh, before we move on to the rest of the league, Lakina, did you check out uh, the Andre Drummond dunk last night uh, yeah. on Mason Plumley? Uh, that was something <laughs> special. His Hilarious. obviously his best dunk on the year. But Dennis Smith Jr. Tell me about some somebody who's been Mr. Irrelevant over the last couple years for the Charlotte Hornets. I know he's been injured and he, he's he's jumped around various teams throughout his NBA career. But did you check out that his dunk in the fourth quarter last night? Adam Ami and Stacey King on the Bulls Park, especially Stacey, not, yeah. <laughs> he was definitely out of his seat. And Gabe Hill, I think it's the first time ever he gave an opponent the signature poster. Yes, he did. Uh, it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, granted, that was probably that was probably uh, Smith Jr.'s best highlight of the year because he's been struggling with injuries and inconsistency. Yeah. So, you know, that was probably a highlight for him this year. And I'm glad that it was, I know people were making kind of making fun of, you know, Adam and Stacey for kind of, you know, going crazy over mm -hmm. the opponent's stuck. But, you know, if you, you saw what's been, you know, going on with uh, Smith Jr. lately, I mean, mm -hmm. it is what it is with that. So that was a really cool moment there. And now, I mean, you know, I guess the horse kind of you know, lost their way as such. I know that, uh, Lamelo, uh, Lamelo Ball, I guess was he was ejected for with like what like two minutes left, like less than two minutes left when the game was was already like you know had gone out of control. I think I think look, we were talking about the last you know couple of weeks. I mean that these refs have you know very quick you know trigger fingers. So I think you know, people need to kind of just show a little bit of compassion for these guys. It's an emotional game, and like like Stacey said last week, unless they you know curse at you or whatever, or say anything derogatory. Swallow the whistle, you know, let, let people, you know, the actors are people too, and they're human, you know, let, let them, mm -hmm. you know, let them kind of let out their, uh, show their aggressions and their emotions, so. Yeah, and two thumbs up to also uh, NBC Sports Chicago, they played the uh, Bally Sports South coverage of, uh, of mm -hmm. the Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. dunk of uh, 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 the Charlotte Hornets broadcast from Eric Collins, remember, yes. uh, for those of you that, that are age and older, he did, uh, I think he did a couple of first years of the Tim Floyd era too. Yeah, uh, he did as well. But he he was a, a TV sideline reporter for the Bulls on Fox Sport at that time, Fox Sports Chicago, during Jordan's last uh, season in, in Chicago, the last championship year in 1998. Of course, he's been the TV voice for the Hornets for the last several years. So that was a great call by him uh, on the Dennis Smith Jr. dunk last night. For those of you who missed it, go back and check it out here on YouTube or, or various social media outlets. All right, Lakina, let's move on. Uh, to the best and worst from, from having from around the league from this week. We'll, as we always do, we start our backwards. We go into Thursday, i.e. last night's action. Lakina, I watched the, uh, at least part of the third quarter of this game last mm -hmm. night, but when I woke up this morning, I was in stunned silence. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks trailed by 21 points to the Los Angeles Clippers, but came back and won by scoring 28 points in the fourth quarter, including Giannis Antetokounmpo's 54 points which led Milwaukee to the one-point victory, 106-105. Lakina, we talked about the Clippers. Uh, they had uh, they had a big comeback against the Bulls the other night. I don't know how big, uh, I guess, to them it, it was big. But uh, Carmen came and bite them in you-know-what last night. Like I said, I watched the start of that second half. I said, okay, this game's over. I turned it off. I wake up this morning. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, they only scored eighteen points in the fourth, and I think they were missing mm -hmm. a lot of shots. They were being very, you know, kind of erratic. I think they were like one for like you know nine or like two for mm -hmm. ten or something like that from three point range in the fourth. So they were forcing a lot of shots, and that they, that caused the Bucks to be able to come back and win it. You know, Giannis had fifty four mm -hmm. points, which was a season high for him, and it was just like it, he was kind of he kind of led the charge. So. You know, he was kind of like the one man wrecking crew because he was the only, you know, I think the next, the closest, you know, next closest, I think was what Chris Middleton, who was starting to kind of come back a little bit. He only mm -hmm. had, 
he only had 16 points off the bench. So it was it was really guys that kind of led that charge there for the clip for the uh, the Bucks, I should say. So uh, yeah, I guess that is, this is karma, I guess for uh, you know the you know coming back against the Bulls uh, a couple of days before, but. Yeah, this is so. This is one of those losses where, especially if you're the Clippers, you're trying to get back into that you know top tier, top three seed in the West. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of loss that can come back to bite you in the butt. So I'm sure they're, I'm sure Clippers are kicking themselves because they lost it. They could have, you know, kind of put it away, but they didn't. Yeah, and also, and like I say, the Clippers, as we talked about before, trying to get back healthy and uh, get the chemistry going. The, uh, these kind of games you cannot blow and. The, this will come back to bite you it, it, toward the end of the season when you try to get the home court advantage uh, in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. So the Clippers have to be careful there. Sticking with the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks get back on track by defeating the New Orleans Pelicans 111 to 106. Now the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson is now one game on the 500 at 26 and 27. Brandon Ingram led the Pelicans with 26 points, while Luka Doncic led the Mavericks with 31 points, including five of eight shooting from the free throw line, 12 of 19 shooting from the field. Yeah, this was one of those uh, games where it was actually it was kind of like back and forth for a little bit. I know Luka, you know, got banged up because of the heel injury. He wasn't 100, mm-hmm. but he still ended up scoring 31 points and let the way for them. And you know, the, the Pelicans, it, you know, not having Zion there, we'll get to him in a second, but. It kind of feels like you're sort of just trying to drag along, along until he can come back whenever he can come back. So, but they really need it, especially if they're trying to like get back up there in that, you know, back in that realm in the Western Conference. So we'll, we'll get to them in a second. But yeah, it's very, yeah, that, that was a very interesting game to watch because they had their ch- shots to try to, you know, get back into the, well, at least, you know, take the lead, but they weren't able to do that. Now, going to Golden State and uh, Denver, uh, the road woes continue for uh, Golden State. They lose uh, the Nuggets 134-117. Jamal Murray led the way with 33 points, which was a season high for him. And, you know, Jokic, you know, right there with him. He had a double, another double-double for Mr. Jokic. So, but, yeah, they were able to take advantage of that stuff on the road. And it was kind of like, you know, as I, I say, uh, Jokic had triple-double. He had uh, 12 points, uh, four, you know, 22 points, 14 boards, and 16 assists. So they kind of put on a little bit of a show. But, yeah, the row issues, you know, continue for the Warriors. Yeah, you mentioned, Lakeen, throughout the, all the injuries and inconsistent plays and uh, and substitution patterns from head coach Steve Kerr, the Warriors have struggled on the road this year uh, from, from the outset. And this is something that has to uh, uh, get turned around after the All-Star break because – as we talked about with the Clippers earlier, you had to establish uh, that chemistry and you had to see who, who's going to play and who's the most consistent. Whoever's the most consistent coming off your bench, they get the most playing time. Everybody else just sit down and watch and play. So for the Warriors, they had they had their time to uh, figure out some things. So whoever could play at this point, they're going to get the most of the minutes. That's just that simple. And it's just they just got to win ball games. I, and I think they will after the All-Star break. Will they – Finish number one in the West, I doubt it because Denver's so far, so far ahead of them. But I think for this point for the Warriors, they just got to avoid uh, get uh, avoid that playing tournament because yeah, when yeah. healthy, they're too damn good uh, to be in it. Yeah, it's sort of one of those things where you kind of wonder like what's going on with the Warriors at this point. But we'll we'll figure. I'm sure maybe I'm sure the All Star break had come soon enough for some of them. <laughs> now uh, a, a nice win for uh, the Knicks. They beat. The Heat once 106-104. RJ Barrett at 30 points, a season high for him. This is by you know Bam 32 points for the Heat. So you know it, it's we it's not, not that he maybe starting to kind of figure things out, but 
you know, you know, Bear was just too much for the Heat, so they were able to. He was kind of able to overcome that that Heat defense, and it, it's sort of interesting, you know, too, with the with the Heat because they're kind of like the same you know, level as the Bulls right now. Yes, they're five games mm-hmm. over five hundred, but they've had their struggles, and uh, this is you know another testament to it last night. I know we'll get to this in a few minutes, but uh, uh, best all around game for the Knicks as a team scoring wise last night. Julius Randle, congratulations to him being an All Star again. This, a second time, I believe, in three years in the New York Knicks uniform. Jalen Brunson has been a catalyst for that team all year. Some people say that he, uh, he was an all-star snub. We'll get to the whole list in a few minutes, but he had an, a nice game last night. So Tom Thibodeau has no uh, Knicks playing a, a slightly above expectations. I ain't expect them to be this good at, at, at this point in the season, but given the way the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference is, they stand above the rest right now, which is, isn't saying much, but uh, they're doing the job so far. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, you know, they're certainly kind of sitting right there, and I think Brunson's been a little bit of a difference maker, but I'll kind of want to wait and see how it goes with them. So we'll see what happens there. Now, uh, Memphis, uh, Cleveland, I should say, beat Memphis 128-113. Darius Garland had 32 points for the Cavs, and this is sort of like one of those, another one of those games where we thought that maybe be a, it would be a little bit closer. It was for a little bit, but... You know, they went on that, you know, a little bit of a run there and uh, they were able to kind of pull it out thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Spider. Although there was a little bit of a tiff between uh, him and uh, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> if you yeah. guys uh, caught that, you know, that was a little bit, you know, I know people kept saying the bitch is clear. Like, you, you, well, the, the bitch can't clear, folks, because if you leave the bench, you're going to get suspended. So, exactly. <laughs> you can't do that. But it did, all the players were involved, all the coaches were involved. It, I guess it goes back to, you know, a few years. So, like, that, that whole thing was a little bit weird. But, uh, yeah, of course, you know, you know, Mitchell called Brooks a dirty player, you know, because he was fouled hard. It was, it was just, it was, it, the whole thing was a mess, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Dylan Brooks missed the layup, but of course, he happened to fall on top of Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell threw the ball at him, and both of them went at it. Uh, it, it was all over nothing. Uh, the referees got it right. Both of them deserve to get thrown out the game. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them get suspended a game. Or, or two, and I know they're going to have some light pockets today. So if we have any news on that before we check up out of here, uh, we'll give, we'll pass that along. But the Cleveland Cavaliers used that as, as a motivation last night after that incident. Darius Garland went off also to Ricky Rubio. Uh, remember, he was injured last year. He's proven to have great value as a veteran point guard to that team, which is something they missed last year. So he had a nice game last night. So uh, Cleveland, who has been, they've been struggling the last couple of weeks. Uh, they needed this game to get back on track. It was nice to see in front of a national audience last night. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I know the the whole brouhaha, that whole thing started with it was just a little bit nutty, but uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, the Lakers and the the, the Pacers, they edged, the Lakers edge the Pacers out one twelve one eleven. Uh, AD had thirty one. LeBron had twenty six. He's now as of this as of how you know we're recording this. He is now 63 points behind Kareem in the all-time uh, scoring uh, list. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, in a losing effort um, for the Pacers, Talia Tyler Burton, you know, who made the all-star uh, another all-star appearance. He had 12 assists. He leads the league in assists and had 26 points in his second game back. So, you know, the Pacers, you know, he's back just in time for them. But yeah, going back to the Lakers for a second, you know, they're 25 and 28. They're just on the outside looking in with that uh, playing on the on the Western Conference side. So we're interested to see if they make any moves, you know, in the you know before, before the trade deadline in a couple of weeks. Yeah, even though the uh, what's that, the Lakers took the Brooklyn Nets game off with LeBron and AD not playing. We told you guys on Monday that 
it would be shocked that they, we didn't see them uh, at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. We saw both of those players yep. uh, play, and of course, the Knicks had to uh, uh, take it to overtime. But they beat the Knicks the other night, but yep. they won that second game in a row on their West Coast on their East Coast road trip last night, being the Indiana Pacers. 111, 112 to 111, rather. You mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. Congratulations to him making an all-star team from your Pacers. But Anthony Davis uh, is, is continuing to get better. Hopefully he stays injury-free this time. He scored 31 points last night off of 13 of 27 shooting, made all five of his free throws. And LeBron James made some big plays down the stretch as well last night. Yeah, it was actually actually a pretty thrilling game. It kind of went down to a wire there. Now going into Wednesday's action, uh, Atlanta beat uh, the Suns 132-100. And I saw, listened to a lot of uh, Suns uh, fans and uh, I listened to a lot of, um, you know, some of the podcasts and stuff like that. Some people are already saying that, you know, should Monty Williams be, you know, should be, you know, said deal. You know, said packing. I think people need to remember too. They're out. They're without Devin Booker right now. So, and we're, mm-hmm. you're seeing that. The, you know, unfortunately, you're kind of seeing. It. And also, CP3 didn't have his best game. You see, people are, people are already kind of getting on CP3. So, some people are talking about trading him to the Lakers, which yeah, I do not see happening. That's not happening. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit silly, you know. But look, I, I think they're doing what they can, trying to hold down the four. But you know, Booker can't come back uh, quick enough for uh, the Suns. I think. Yeah, they need healthy bodies right now. They need other players, i.e., DeAndre, in to get motivated and start playing with some <laughs> with some urgency. And so, mm-hmm. and like I said, my two wins. We, we uh, it all stems from what happened last year in the playoffs, especially in Game Seven at home against the Dallas Mavericks, which you where you didn't show up and and your your heart and your attitude has been questioned. So, like I said, Phoenix needs to uh, get back on track because the uh, the rest of that Western Conference is getting very competitive, and you can't fall too too far behind. And I'll if they if they make it to the playing tournament, I don't think it's going to be a guarantee the way they've been playing this year that they're going to even make it to the playoffs as a top eight seed. So uh, they they got to be careful here. Minnesota beat Golden State one eighteen one fourteen in overtime. D'Angelo Russell had twenty nine points. Uh, Steph had twenty six in the losing twenty nine. I should say the losing effort for them. And uh, yeah, the road woes continue for uh, the for uh, the Warriors. Uh, so that that's kind of what's up there. Uh, yeah, Boston, big win for Minnesota, uh, even though they're around 500. You know, they've been struggling with injuries too all year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Boston just hammered Brooklyn 139.96. It was like 43.13 at one point in the first quarter. <laughs> so I, I was just like, okay, yeah, it's going to be one of those types of games. But uh, it, it, yeah, Jason Tam had 31 points, and I believe, and um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, I, I don't know what to say about that. There really nothing else to say about this game. It's one of those games where you just got to burn it. You know, they didn't have KD. Yeah, the mercy rule. Where was that? Yeah, was like, <laughs> like, you got to, like, burn. Yeah, you got to, like, burn the tape. So, it was yeah. just, just not a not a good uh, showing by the Nets. Uh, Portland beat uh, the Grizzlies. Portland showed a little bit of a fight. 122-112. The Bulls will be playing uh, Portland tomorrow night. That should be a, a fun one. Dane Dollar had another 42 points for him and it, it's sort of it's gonna be interesting though if, if, if Portland can kind of get it together this is uh uh Dame's uh 15th a career game with 40 40 points and 10 uh assists that passes uh Jerry West for all time so uh yeah continuing the records continue to be broken for uh with Mr. Dame Dollar as the kids call him but yeah a good win for the Blazers they're, they're kind of creeping up a little bit in the Western Conference standings as I said before, and I'll say it again, can he get consistent help from Anthony Simons, their point guard, and Jeremy Grant, who's been a nice uh, veteran addition uh, to that front court? Uh, can, 
can Dame, Damian Lillard get a, a consistent help from those two guys, especially um, as, as, the, as the season goes or goes along? Because right now, as you mentioned, they're in the mix for that playing tournament. And they had a nice start to the year, and then Dame got hurt. And now that he's back, Portland's starting to play a, a little bit better basketball. Philadelphia got the revenge after losing to uh, Orlando on Monday. They came back on Wednesday and uh, got a little bit of revenge there, beating the, uh, the Magic on Wednesday, 105-94. Joel B had 28 points, leaned away for them. Got a little bit of revenge uh, there from that mm-hmm. uh that uh, from that loss early uh, loss on Monday. Now going into Tuesday's matchup, you know, so you just mentioned 129-123. Lakers begin the, the Knicks in overtime after uh, the Knicks uh, squandered a, a late lead. <laughs> um, Dead, Denver beat uh, New Orleans after they at, as they still struggle. I'm talking about the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. 122-113 for them going into a couple of games for Monday. Uh, Golden State did beat OKC on the road. Yay, 128, 120. Uh, you know, the Lakers, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, the Nets beat the Lakers, you know, pull away from them, you know, 26 points from Kyrie, 121, uh, 104. And the Kings beat the T Wolves, 118, I should say, the 111 in overtime. De'Aaron Fox had 32 points leading the way there. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings, they sit at number three, number four in the Western Conference, as we said earlier in the year, and Sacramento could keep this up. Mike Brown should be in the mix for head coach of the year. Who would have thunk it that the Sacramento Kings will would be at the top of the Western Conference? It's been a long time, almost 20 years since that's happened. Of course, DeMontis Abonis, the former Indiana Pacer, uh, he'll be going to his second All-Star game uh, in his in his career. The first was here in Chicago a couple years ago when he was a member of the Pacers. So uh, give Sacramento credit. Uh, uh, they Some of the young guys that's been there for a long time and starting to show out, show out now, De'Aaron Fox, Many people said that he was an all-star, so now we'll get to that in a minute. But Sabonis so is playing well. Harrison Barnes is a veteran. He's mm-hmm. playing well. So uh, so uh, congrats to the Sacramento Kings. But just like last year with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Lakina, it's going to be a challenge for them in the second half. Let's see if they can hold on to a playoff spot and avoid that playing tournament. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if they can kind of keep it up. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, it should be interesting, though, as – uh, the season goes after the All-Star break. Now, they continue their uh, East Coast road trip, you know, going into Friday's games. These are tonight. Six o'clock, they, got, you got, they, they, uh, they play the, uh, the the Pacers. That should be a fun one there. Two young gun teams kind of trying to find their way. Charlotte and Detroit also at 6 o'clock. Uh, Portland's also continuing their uh, East Coast road trip, I should say. Uh, they play uh, Washington at 6 o'clock. 6.30 on NBA TV, you got Phoenix and Boston. I'm sure uh, uh, the NBA TV people were hoping that they could kind of get over the uh, <laughs> out of this game mm, with uh, the Suns' struggles. Toronto and Houston at 7 o'clock. Toronto at Houston. We have Orlando and Minnesota also at 7 o'clock tonight. Last 7 o'clock game, Philadelphia, San Antonio. And at 8 o'clock, the late game for tonight, Atlanta at Utah. Uh, Utah has an all-star we'll tell you about in just a moment in Atlanta. Uh, they're at 26 and 26 trying to get over that 500 hump. As we told you guys a couple weeks ago, Atlanta's starting to creep their way back uh, into the uh, playoff picture, and, and they're doing it right now behind. Even though Trey Young has missed the last couple of games of their uh, Atlanta's West Coast road trip, Deontay Murray and Bidonovich has picked yes. it up for Atlanta on the scoring end. A lot of fun there. That should be a fun game. And uh, no uh, ESPN uh, game tonight because they got the NHL skills competition. So you guys are probably wondering, like, wait, there are no ESPN uh, Friday doubleheader? Nope, that's why. So You don't like uh, the NHL All-Star break? 
Oh no, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. I'm going to watch it. I won't talk about that uh, later on. But yeah. yeah, but you know how some people are with yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having a little bit of issues too. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But uh, going into tomorrow's matchups, Washington Brooklyn at five o'clock. And it'll start time on, on ESPN. You got uh, the Lakers and New Orleans. ESPN uh, two. ESPN two. I should say uh, ESPN two. I should say uh, five o'clock. Uh, we'll see how far LeBron uh, gets as close to Kareem in a scoring race. And I'm sure there's going to be another game. You know, they play again. We'll get to that. We'll probably get to that to like maybe on Monday. But uh, they, uh, the Lakers play the Pelicans at five. You got the Suns and the Pistons at six. You know, back to back for the Suns. The Clippers continue their uh, East Coast trip as they face the Knicks. That should be a fun one. And of course, Portland and Chicago at seven o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah, finishing up the Saturday night schedule, we'll have Miami at Milwaukee at 7 o'clock. Also at 7, the Rockets at the Thunder, Houston at OKC. The, the Saturday night game on ABC will feature the Dallas Mavericks visiting the Golden State Warriors, a rematch of last year's Western Conference Finals. Let's see if Luka Doncic will play with that heel injury. And mm -hmm. the Warriors, is just, they're just trying to hang on to a playoff spot. Yes. If their, their record stands at 26-26. And finishing out the Saturday night schedule, we'll have Atlanta at Denver at 8 o'clock. I think, the, as uh, Jason Goff of NBC Sports Chicago will say, this could be the NBA uh, 80s, uh, 1980s on Coke. I think the first one to 140 wins. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. It might be 150 there, too. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I was going to say 150, but I was being nice at 140. <laughs> I would take, yeah, take the, over, uh, take the over tomorrow night in this game between the Hawks yeah. and the Nuggets. Nuggets. That should be a fun one. Uh, going to Sunday's games, you know, you got no football to watch, so you know, you got a little bit of NBA. You know, it gives a damn about the Pro Bowl. Go well, on. Well, <laughs> I mean, mm, well, mm, okay. Uh, you know, at, high, <laughs> at high noon, you got the Magic and the Hornets. That should be a fun one. The Battle of the Young uh, Guns. Uh, there, Cavs and Pacers. That should be a fun one. They had a, a really good one a couple of weeks uh, back. Uh, the Sixers and the Knicks. That should be a fun one at five o'clock on ESPN. Excuse me. Yeah, and finish out the Sunday night schedule at five o'clock. We'll have the Raptors at, at the Grizzlies. It used to be the Battle of Canada back in the day. Of course, that's been long gone. So it's Toronto at Memphis at five o'clock. At six o'clock, we'll have Denver at Minnesota. The Nuggets will take on the Timberwolves. And finishing out the Sunday night schedule, we'll, we'll have the Sacramento Kings visiting New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, that is your schedule for the NBA. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown with you. And the All-Star Reserves were announced uh, last night. And, of course, we talked about it earlier. DeMar DeRozan going to his sixth mm -hmm. All-Star game. Of course, the lone bull uh, representative. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit surprised. But, you know, he, he's a, a fan favorite. So I'm not, you know, not too shocked that he you know, was able to sneak in there. And uh, such Jalen Brown also, too. I believe this is his uh, third, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Joel Embiid, it's, it's, I think it's number five for him. Mm -hmm. uh, Bam is his second. Bam and Bio, of course, from Miami. True Holiday, he's back in the All-Star uh, game for the first time in almost a decade. Uh, nine years between selects. That's the longest gap by any player in NBA history, so... I'm sure he's going to be celebrating there. Julius Randle back for the third time. And, of course, we talked about it earlier, Mr. Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers. He's actually the first Pacer, Pacers guard to make the uh, All-Star game. Says so you got to go all the way back to Don Buse in the 1976-77 uh, season. That's the Pacers' inaugural season in the NBA. So that, that goes a little bit farther. Some of the last back. Pacers point guard to make the All-Star team? Yeah, that's his okay. point guard. Yep, because okay. remember, because yeah. remember uh, – Reggie Miller was a shooting guard. Shooting guard, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's different. So I know people yeah. were saying that. Wait, but really? What? No, no. Reggie Miller was a shooting guard. 
Bert Halliburton is a point guard. That's a <laughs> so uh, a little bit of clearance uh, for that one. But uh, now the Western Conference side. I mean, we kind of all we we all kind of uh uh you know called this. Well, you know, we got you know John, John Morant, Demontis Sabonis, Shy. We would lobby for this guy, Jai Gilgis Alexander from the Thunder. Yes. Mm-hmm. PG, Damian Lillard, Lauren Marketing is back in the All Star game. This I think this is his third. I think overall, right? So maybe a second. I'm not. Uh, and also, we'll check Jaren, it. yeah, Jaron Jackson also. So I think they're the first uh, teammates. He and uh, John Moran, I think they're the first teammates from the Grizzlies to make the All Star uh, appearance together. So and, and like it is in their franchise history. So you know, so a little bit. Let me make sure of familiar names and first timers. So uh, this should be very interesting, especially with uh, KD and LeBron. You know, picking you know, who's going to be kind of like left in the lurch, <laughs> last yeah. person picked. Yeah, I, I, I know that uh, Paul George's name has, has shocked a lot of people. I know you missed a lot of games, especially early in the year with injuries. Right. Of course, you, yours truly picked him to win the MVP. He's going to have a hell of a second half for <laughs> uh, that to happen. But I, we mentioned Shy Gildas Alexander. He deserved I thought he should have been a starter, but, you know, the fans and the media – uh, control the the starters as far as voting is concerned, but I'm glad he he's made the team. Of course, Laurie Marketing is justice for what happened here in Chicago, even though it was yep. under a different regime. As, as we talked about when the Jazz played here in Chicago a couple months ago, like you know, he revealed in an interview, I believe it was to Casey Johnson, that uh, he was playing out of position here uh, in Chicago. Of course, the whole Jim Borland thing. We won't rehash that again, but no, uh, he, no, he's no. given the freedom to uh, display his skills in in Utah. Of course, Utah got out to that. Surprises started trying to climb back to 500 now. So, and he's been consistent from day one. So, he deserved to be an all star. So, congratulations to Valari Marketing. Now, on the east side, real quick, I know we run up against it, but I know some people say that Jalen Brunson was a snub. I'm one of them. Uh, Jimmy Butler uh, was another. Who would you take out, though? If, yeah, if you think he was snub, who, you think, who, who would you take out? That's my uh. thing. Uh, that, that, that's a good question. That, that's a good question. It's tough, but. But, but I, overall, yeah, no, no, it's a good question and, it, and it's real tough. But overall, you're not going to get these things 100%. And no, I don't want to hear talking about they need to expand the rosters. This is, oh, this no. is not the pro no, ball. No, 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 no. This is not baseball. Don't bring that weak stuff in here. We're not going to hear it. But, <laughs> but uh, I think pretty much you got right. You always argue a few people here and there that didn't make it. But overall, I think the all star teams were right, they, they got it right. Yeah, you remember I mean, I, the, the, the stars are picked by the coaches, fans, and right. media. The uh, the the second uh, the the bench players uh, have always been and always will be picked by the coaches. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so I think like like I said, you get you get a nice mix. You got familiar names. You got you know new mm-hmm. names. You got guys like Drew Holiday who hasn't been there in a while. So you know it's a nice uh it's a little nice mix. So I think that's how you want the All Star games. So, you know that yeah. should be a fun one. Uh, like I said, we'll talk more about the uh, the All Star mm-hmm. and the game itself as it goes on. Uh, this year, but uh, what what say you want to uh, say something before we go? Uh, breaking news that just crossed the wires on oh, ESPN.com: the Roach bomb. Yes. <laughs> uh, according to Roach, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has told the franchise that he wants to be traded ahead of next Thursday's trade deadline. So as of this live broadcast, the trade deadline is six days from now, Thursday, February 9th. Uh, will the Nets do that? <laughs> I, I doubt it, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I mean, I had to double check and make sure this was really woes because you know how it is with the yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But, no, but, but indeed, yeah, it is. Uh, it is Wolves himself. So uh, yeah, that's uh, 
Yeah, we'll talk about that with our girl Christine in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to take a really quick break. We're going to talk some uh, college hoops, a couple of big upsets. Uh, last night, of course, Illinois gets a, a solid uh, win as well and a uh, whole lot more. And, uh, yes, we'll talk about Tom Brady. We'll wait till we get our girl Christine on to talk about that. But, yeah, so, so much more to do still this hour uh, coming up. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. College Hoops Talk right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. 
Sorry. Welcome back to album number two of the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here. Excuse me, on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D 80. S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Kim McGee on the Twitter and account underscore V on the IG. If you have, we have less than 60 minutes left for this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, you can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can also view Sports Zone Chicago available now on Roku TV. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program by discussing college basketball. Let's go. Let's start out with a local action. Uh, this past Tuesday, the final line now winners, I believe, eight are that out of their last nine games. They improved their record to 16 and six by defeating the Nebraska Cornhuskers down there in Champaign by the score of 72 to 56. Matthew Meyer continues his hot shooting. He did it uh, at Wisconsin last weekend, and he, he continued his hot shooting last Tuesday against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, uh, scoring 16 points, including shooting 4 of 14, 3 of 11 from downtown. I know he just said that's not hot, but he was the leading scorer for the final line. And once again, of course, uh, Jaden Epps, the, uh, the starting shooting guard, he had 12 points, and Terrence Shannon added 13. Yeah, you did what you're supposed to against a team that you're better than Nebraska. I know Nebraska had some injuries early on. They were kind of like sort of like they had actually had a solid uh, non-conference record, but they lost a couple of guys in injuries. So, unfortunately, <laughs> David, you know, kind of – but uh, look, at the Illinois, you do what you're supposed to with the undermanned team. You were able to pull away from them. And, look, Matthew Mayer, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he can keep it up. I mean, that's, that's sort of been like the, the good line. The Illinois team's been showing up lately. So, that's kind of yeah. like what you like to see if you're uh, an Illini fan, if you're Brad Underwood as well, because he's been sort of like – you know, on a leash, you know, there, but uh, we'll look, we'll, we'll see if they can keep it up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're right there near, they're like the second place only behind Purdue in the Big Ten conference. So we'll see if they can keep it up. Now, Kansas got their uh, revenge uh, beating K State, you know, 90 78. I had to stream this game, you know, via my computer because it wasn't on anywhere on television. But Jayla, yeah, bad uh, drop by ESPN for not yeah. airing that game on. What? Mm, mm, mm. yeah, streaming like big, yeah, big 10, you know, big 12. I mean, a big 12 and uh, such, but yeah, that was a yeah, that, that, that was uh, definitely dropped the ball there. Have two top 10 teams meet each other, but you know, but that's just a you know, tell what 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 can you do, but yeah, uh, Jalen Wilson had 20 points uh, for uh, the Jayhawks, and it look, it's, it's gonna be, I think they're starting to kind of you know, get together a little bit. I mean, they lost a couple of tough uh, uh conference uh, play, but they're back to six and three, they're at 18 and four right now as we're recording mm -hmm. this, and yeah, I think they're starting to kind of get together a little bit. You know, Dewan Harris Jr. had uh, 18 points for them as well, in addition to that 20 points from Jalen Wilson. So I'm I'm kind of mm -hmm. like I'm starting. I think I think Kansas starting to kind of look like the national champions that we you know we saw last year. So they're starting to kind of creep in there a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, TCU uh, edged out uh, West Virginia with 70 76 72. I should say. Uh, Boston College upset Clemson a. Uh, at 62 to 54. That's a not a good loss for uh, the Tigers. Uh, Maryland got the you know, edge out in the end. That was, it was a fun game to watch. 66 uh, uh, 55. They you know, they pulled away from them as well. Nevada uh, beat San Diego State. They're starting to kind of put together a little bit of a, of a resume there. I'm talking about Nevada 75 uh, 66. Miami with a bounce back win over Vod Tech on Tuesday. Connecticut beat DePaul. 
Uh, Duke got their revenge. You're edging out Wake Forest, 75-73. Uh, and staying local with college basketball, I know Southern Illinois had a bad loss of the other night, and we talked about them for the last couple of shows. Can they make it up there in the Missouri Valley Conference? Uh, they need all the wins uh, they can get, so they had a minor setback. They have another big game coming up this weekend. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But the Northwestern Rockets, Lakina, I've been asking you the last couple of shows, can we start to take them seriously? Uh, their their record now is 15-6. and six. They, uh, they, they had a makeup game at Iowa on Tuesday, and they lost big time. Uh, 86 to 70 in Iowa. The Iowa Hawkeyes in their comeback win scored 44 points in the second half. Yeah, that was a not a good loss. I mean, you know, Iowa, they're starting to show up a little bit there in the second half, too. But they also had another bad loss. We're talking about Northwestern Michigan yesterday. So mm -hmm. a couple of bad losses in a row. That's not going to help you when it comes to uh, trying to get that uh, resume going for the NCAA tournament, being in that bubble. So that that's kind of, yeah. yeah they're that, only two against Michigan uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, that's going to, that's not going to help them. So that, that, that might be, look at those two losses <laughs> and that they don't, if they don't somehow, you know, Let's say you'll get together, you'll go pretty far in the, the tournament coming up in about a month. Mm -hmm. that, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be interesting too. We'll see what happens with that one. Now, Tennessee uh, loses to Florida. Uh, they're the 10th different number, uh, top two school to lose this season. That's already the most, you know, by you know, two top twos in AP top two, let's just say, in a season in the, in the polls history. So, not, yeah. So, but a nice, but a nice show for Florida. I mean, they need that, you know, call it a, Castleton had 20 points. I remember I watched this game and they were up a little bit. I'm talking about Tennessee was, it was kind of back and forth, but Florida, their three point shooting uh, got the best of uh, Tennessee late. So uh, Florida, they're uh, now six and three, they're 13, nine. So they need all the, uh, the good wins they can get. So this will definitely help them in, uh, in their attorney chances too. this win by uh, being a number two uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Stick with SEC basketball, Kentucky after losing big time to Kansas at home, Last Saturday night, they get a big win on the road at Ole Miss in North North Carolina. Pardon my Petey Pablo. North Carolina loses a tough one at home as they get upset by uh, University of Pittsburgh, sixty-five mm -hmm. to sixty-four. Yeah, Jeff Capel has been doing a great job with that program. I think he's finally got it mm -hmm. going now. So I think they're they're putting up together some wins. You know, we might see them back in the tournament for the first time in a while. So uh, Panthers might be a, a team to look out for. Too Nelly, Nelly Cummings had 21 points. He's their leading scorer there for the Panthers. North Carolina, after being the number one uh, preseason number one, they've kind of been struggling. So mm -hmm. you know that 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 that's going to be kind of like the thing to uh, look out for as well. Uh, Rutgers is, and uh, Seton Hall got nice wins. Yeah, um, Rutgers is starting to creep up uh, in, in yep. the Big Ten. I think they're the number two team right now behind Purdue as far as. Conference records and uh, records and then Illinois third. So uh, Rutgers uh, don't look to don't look far past them. Yeah, Illinois State beat uh, UIC 68-62 in overtime. I saw a little bit of this game uh, streaming. So uh, a nice win for them. They're kind of right there in that top tier in the Missouri Valley mm -hmm. with all the all the craziness. Now going into last night's uh, game, uh, you got Houston. Houston holding off Wichita State. Uh, 70-61. Uh, Arizona pulled away from Oregon. Uh, 91-76. UCLA uh, held off Washington. Gonzaga held off uh, Santa Clara. St. Mary's uh, they pulled away from San Francisco. 
and UAB upsets FAU, breaking that uh, their uh, twenty game uh, win streak. I'm talking about the Owls of of uh, Florida Atlantic, and uh, yeah, that was a that was the longest active streak in men's uh, hoops. But now Eastern Washington now has that at twelve games, so uh, UAB got the best of them uh, there. But uh, so this is the time of year where we're kind of going to see like a lot of these you know, teams from you know you're going to get to see some of these teams from the lesser mm-hmm. conferences because you might be seeing a lot of these guys in the tournament. So. I would say check them out as uh, much as you can. Arizona State beat Oregon State 68-57. And uh, Western Illinois, uh, they lose uh, pretty badly to uh, Denver. I think they're like the top team in the conference right now by 30 points. So uh, we were talking about – we were telling us kind of like the team that kind of, you know, at this, out of the Summit League, they might be a team that might get into tournament. That's mm-hmm. not going to – this isn't going to help them. So – yeah, there's really mentioned they had a big comeback win against South Dakota State last Saturday at home, and then to have a big letdown uh, by this result last night, uh, not good. But uh, they need to get back on that track in their next game. Now, going back to the Big Ten action last night, Ohio State's been struggling a little bit. Um, uh, they they, had, they suffered a bad loss to Wisconsin last night, 65-60. to 60. And Wisconsin's big guys can just stay out of foul trouble. I think they'll be okay. I know they lost badly to Illinois at home last Saturday afternoon, but a big win for Wisconsin on the road last night. Yeah, that was a nice win for Wisconsin, and they really needed that too. I think they had lost a couple mm-hmm. in a row, but like you said, I mean, though they're they're big guys, you know, their their problem is their big guys kind of can't stay out of foul trouble. But yeah, Ohio State, you know, they struggle a little bit from the three point uh, line. That's been kind of like their sort of their issue. So that's why they were able to kind of you know hold them off. Talk about the badges were so. They were kind of able to take advantage of that uh, last night. I think there was one more uh, Pac-10 score. Yeah, U- USC uh, held off Washington State uh, 870. I'll watch a little bit of this game. And, uh, yeah, they're starting to kind of get a little bit you know, together as well. So, yeah, so a solid weekend in college hoops. But they were exactly what, about seven, six and a half weeks from uh, Selection Sunday. Yeah, it's coming up mighty fast. So you know, college basketball is starting to kick into high gear. And we're, uh, as the old saying goes, separate the men from the boys. So, uh, we coming down to that prime time uh, spot of the season. Uh, conference tournaments are coming up in those, I believe, five and a half weeks, four and a half weeks was some of these conferences, the big conferences in five and a half weeks. So you mentioned um, uh, Selection Sunday will be here in middle of March before we know it. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so you guys need to kind of start checking out some college hoops. Uh, now going to this weekend's action, Boise State and San Diego State. San Diego State had another had an early loss, early week loss to Nevada, hoping to bounce back. Uh, there, that's so that'll be at eight o'clock on FS1 Fresno State and UNLV at 10 o'clock. So, a nice little double header of Mountain West Conference action. And Air Force faces uh, Nevada, that's that's also at 10 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Let's go to tomorrow's action Saturday. Uh, it's, a, it's a full slate of games. Of course, I'll start off locally. The final line I will take on uh, Iowa on the road. Uh, you can see that game at 1 30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fox as Fox has their quadruple header on their network mm-hmm. all day. Of course, starting off at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, we'll have Michigan State uh, facing Rutgers on the road. This is a road game for the Spartans. Uh, Tom Izzo's crew starting to pick it up here a bit as of late. Uh, this should be a, a, a good game between two between two good teams in the Big Ten. We talked about Rutgers being number two behind Purdue as far as conference record is concerned. Michigan State needs to continue to build their resume. This will be a huge win for them. They can get it on the road. Yeah, both te- both these teams need these resume building wins, so uh, that yes. should be a fun one. Going to back to eleven a.m. on ESPN two, you got uh, the Battle of uh, the Commonwealth, uh, Virginia and uh, Virginia Tech. That should be a fun one at eleven a.m. on ESPN two, and on ESPN you got Kansas and Iowa State. 
Now, mm-hmm. I would say actually beat Kansas at, at, at Fog Allen of a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sure uh, the Jayhawks are starting to kind of get together a little bit. I'm sure they would love to get their revenge on the Cyclones. So that should be a fun one at ESPN at 11 a.m. UConn and Georgetown. Uh, we'll see if uh, Georgetown, you know, I don't know. They might they might be able to pull a little bit of something together uh, here. But uh, so that will be 11 o'clock on FS1. Uh, Baylor hosts uh, Texas Tech at noon on CBS. That should be a phone between these those two uh, Big 12 teams, you know, totally different uh, contrasting styles. So uh, if you're a defensive-minded uh, person, you know, you'll, you'll like Tech, but if you're Bailey, you like to kind of like run and kind of slow mm-hmm. down a little bit. So should be an interesting one in the Big 12 as it usually is, you know, this year. Uh, Auburn at number two, Tennessee, of course. You know, Tennessee hoping to bounce back from that loss to Florida. That's at 1 o'clock on ESPN as a host of number 25, Auburn and Bruce Pearl. So that should be a fun one at 1 o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, at 1.30 on the USA Network, uh, Atlanta 10 basketball, George Mason will travel to Chicago to face Lloyd Ola. Chicago, they're struggling so far this year in their first season as a member of the Atlanta 10. That's at 1.30 on USA Network. At 2 o'clock on the ACC Network, we'll have number 23, the Miami Hurricanes. The U will visit South Carolina to take on the number 20th ranked team in the country, the Clemson Tigers. Uh, I was just somebody from the U.S. calling Lakina right now. Yeah, I know. As we speak. And speaking of Western Illinois, at 2 o'clock tomorrow, they'll visit on Omaha on the road. So they try to get back on track. Unfortunately, no TV for that one. On the SEC Network at 2.30 tomorrow, we'll have Arkansas visiting South Carolina. And at 3 o'clock on ESPN, number one Purdue will, will visit Bloomington, Indiana, to take on the number 21 ranked Mike Woodson's Indiana Hoosiers. That should be a fun one. Uh, going back yes. to uh, at one o'clock because this will be on the uh, Big Twelve uh, slash ESPN Plus uh, streaming. Uh, TCU and Oklahoma State. That should be a fun one at one o'clock here. Yeah, Miami and Clemson. That should be a fun one. Too bad it's not on the big ESPN network, but uh, it is what it is. There, Alabama and LSU. Three o'clock on ESPNU. That should be a fun one. Uh, Texas and Kansas State uh, hoping to bounce back from early week losses. They'll be at three o'clock on ESPN two. FAU hoping to bounce back from uh, having their uh, long win streak broken. <laughs> they uh, face Charlotte on ESPN plus. Uh, HBCU basketball tomorrow on WGN. Lakina, I've been watching this in and out for the last few weeks, as we told you. Uh, every Saturday afternoon, HBCU basketball will be on uh, airing live on WGN tomorrow. Livingstone at Claflin from Orangeburg, South Carolina. That's at two o'clock Chicago time tomorrow on WGN. I like that. What I like what they're doing. They've been doing this all season long. They're showing all the uh, the HBCUs. These are these are the, the, the two HBCUs. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that that's gonna be a, that should be a, a fun one. Always a good experience watching the HBCUs uh, ballot out whatever the sport. Uh, St. John's and St. Uh, St. John's Xavier. That should be a fun mm-hmm. one at four o'clock. On Fox, St. John's really needs us when to kind of try to get their uh, resume uh, together. And on TNT, uh, more HBCU actually got Hampton and Norfolk State in mm-hmm. the yeah in the MEAC. Uh, no, I think they're not even in the MEAC anymore. I'm talking about Hampton, but uh, yeah, that should be a fun one on uh, TNT at four o'clock. Uh, Bradley at Northern Iowa. That's going to be on ESPN News and also streaming on ESPN Plus. Yeah, Bradley big o'clock. win against uh, Southern Illinois on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, they're right there in that top two, like I said. In that, uh, mm-hmm. look, Missouri with, Valley. As, yeah, it's the Missouri Valley Conference has been now. You got to be at the top. It's kind of like something like the Big Ten. If you finish top four, you get the double bye. So Bradley's right mm-hmm. there, kind of like in that in that cusp. So 
you know, if they need all the wins, you know, they can get kind of sure of that resume. And uh, the Tobacco Road Showdown, uh, yeah, both teams are on rank. Yeah, College Gaming will be there, but there's going to be a lot of history lessons here. So, but still a great rivalry nonetheless. North Carolina and Duke, that's, that's going to be at 530 on ESPN at Cameron Indoor. Yeah, that should be interesting one. Uh, it's a, a new chapter in the rivalry. It's a legendary head coaches, Roy Williams and Coach K are now retired. So a new chapter will undone with this uh, Tobacco Road rivalry. Now going to the primetime action for tomorrow night on the Pac-12 Network at 6 o'clock. Number 9 UCLA will host Washington State on ESPN+. Plus at 6 o'clock, we'll have UCLA around against Long Beach State. Uh, scrolling down here on the schedule on prime time tomorrow on Fox at 6.30, we'll have Villanova visiting Creighton. And at 7.30 on ESPN following Duke in North Carolina, Kentucky will host Florida. And on the Big Ten Network at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Maryland will host Minnesota. Maryland trying to build on their resume to move up those Big Ten uh, standings. Washington, USC, that will be on uh, FS1 at 8.30. Also, 2 at 8.30, got Arizona hosting Oregon State as well about that same uh, time. Florida and Kentucky at 7.30 on ESPN. Those two have had some great battles over the years. Georgia and Texas A&M on SEC Network, 7.30. Yeah, both these teams are kind of starting to sort of you know, get on the uh, cusp there. They're both on the bubble, so we'll see mm-hmm. uh, what happens uh, there, Oregon and U, uh, no, Washington at USC, FS, FS1. Uh, I think I already said that. Oregon and Arizona State at nine o'clock on ESPN2. That should be a fun one. Both teams trying to shore up their uh, respective resumes. And probably the big one here you got Gonzaga and St. Mary's at 9 30 on ESPN. Always great when those two uh, teams from the West Coast Conference kind of meet up. So uh, they've always they've had their battles in the last decade. So uh, this uh, tonight, tomorrow night shouldn't be any different. Okay, going to Sunday's schedule from the world of college basketball uh, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock on FS1. DePaul will, will visit Seton Hall at high noon on CBS Chicago time, Ohio State and Michigan. A big game for both of these struggling teams uh, uh, in the Big Ten. Michigan needs this more than Ohio State. At 1 o'clock on ESPN Plus from Carbondale, Southern Illinois will host Missouri State. Big game for both teams, bigger game for Southern Illinois. They try to get back on track on ESPN Plus on Sunday, Wichita State will visit Tulsa at 2 o'clock on the Big Ten Network at 3.30 on Sunday. We'll have Penn State at Nebraska on ESPN 2 at 5 o'clock. We'll have number three Houston visiting Temple. And well, they their revenge from that from that loss. So remember, Temple, yes. Temple gave uh, Houston their first, uh, their only loss in a, a, a conference play. So I'm sure uh, Kelvin Sampson and his boys are going to be going to want their revenge. Yeah, so you two the words right out of my mouth. And then wrapping up the Sunday night action at 5.30 on Sunday on Big Ten Network, we'll have Northwestern and Wisconsin. A bigger game for Northwestern as they try to end their uh, losing streak. And at 6 o'clock on FS1, Stanford at Colorado. So that's your schedule for this weekend from the world of college basketball. All right, listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you. And uh, I think our girl just uh, came on with us. Right on time. Right on time. And we love it. timing. We love her. That's why we love her, too. But, yeah, well, there are other reasons why we love her. But uh, she mm-hmm. is, of course, you know, we listen to her on KXRB. Of course, you know, she's kind of like a friend you know, to all of us here. Well, she's always been a friend to all of us. But I think she's a friend to you guys as well. She is from KSRB in Sioux Falls. Miss Christine, the queen, Manica. Hey, Christine, what's up? Hey. How are you? 
It's cold. We're cold up here. <laughs> up here. There's, there's going to be a little heat wave over here, so we're hanging in there. Yeah, yeah it's going to be 42 degrees towards, tomorrow yeah. in the shy, yeah, so it's yeah. great for this time of year. Right. Yeah. Welcome to February in uh, in the Midwest, folks. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> now, now we got a little bit of time before we uh, go to break here. I said, do you want to just like ask her about uh, the Tom Brady now, or do you want to do some other stuff first before we get to? Yeah, this? we'll wait. We'll we'll do Tom Brady after the break. But I want to ask Christine about her thoughts on on Championship Sunday last week. Of course, the 49ers get blown out by the Eagles on the road. Brock Purdy gets hurt. It, it, that right elbow injury could affect them next season, and of course. Uh, in the AFC Championship game, uh, what it, well, whoever the name is for Cincinnati uh, hit Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, which led to the game-winning field goal, which sent the Chiefs to, to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to get Christine's thoughts about Championship Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what. I saw something funny on social media calling the Philadelphia Eagles the Disney team, and, and here's why. They pretty much had the easiest schedule this season in the NFL – they got really lucky a lot of times with a lot of big injured players that they were facing against. For example, I think Dallas had a couple of people out and, and whatnot. So it's, it's just, it's the, it's the Disney team, you know, it just is a coincidence that Brock Purdy gets injured. Who knows what would have happened if Purdy did not get injured. Shout out to him, by the way, for getting the offensive rookie of the year. For coming in like mid-season like that, that's pretty unbelievable and, and well-deserved by all means. But when it comes to his future with the 49ers, I think he's definitely staying on with the team. I don't think he's going to be playing that much come game time, come the season. But I was thinking even the other day, if, if I were the 49ers and I'm kind of in a difficult quarterback situation right now, I know a, a Chicago Bears team that needs a strong offensive line and a strong defensive line. And they got the right weapons that the Bears could use if they were to go that route. That is my way of thinking. That's the only way that the Bears could give up a, a, up a draft pick to the 49ers if they offer, say, a Debo Samuel or a George Kittle, something like that. But if I were the 49ers, I'd probably be thinking in that direction just going forward for the future. Um, when it comes to the Bengals and Mahomes, I mean, that, that's like a, I don't know what drugs they gave his ankle to, to keep going. And to bring him <laughs> but, they, but they did it. And, you know, I guess I saw Mahomes saying that he thanked a, a trainer on staff for helping him throughout the week, getting his ankle right with different regiments and stuff like that. And I got to say, the Bengals were kind of cocky. I was cocky for the Bengals just because Mahomes hasn't defeated Joe Burrow. And now it happened, and they, they get all the bragging rights for it. There were a lot of a lot of questionable calls during that game that probably could have been reviewed a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But but what are you going to do? You, you know, if it's not one thing, it's, it's the other thing that you're going to blame. So, overall, I am very – sad for the 49ers because I think they could have defeated the Eagles if Purdy didn't get injured. Um, but it only gives me hope for them in the future with Brock, Brock Purdy potentially being their guy. I want to ask you this last question before we break for the bottom of the hour. What did you think about Cincinnati's mayor talking trash before the, the championship game? They were cocky. Why <laughs> was cocky. So, I mean, 
it, you eat if you can dish it out you might as well take it back you know what i mean <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think um i think the other kansas city mayor i guess he'll send him back to uh work <laughs> back yeah. to back to cincinnati but uh, yeah that was a little bit nutty but now you know what, Travis uh, Kelsey both after the game yeah, exactly <laughs> you're your brody uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we got a lot to more to talk about with Christy. You know, we got some sports media news. Also, too, of course, you know, Tom Brady, is he done for real this time? Well, you know, you guys can ponder that uh, coming up next. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, Argo Kang, Sarbeez, Christy Manica, Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Got a great place to this, this last half hour coming up right after this. Lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Uh, Christine's looking mighty, looking mighty professional on that shot. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition right here. We're live in the Living Color Sports Zone, Chicago. We have less than a half hour left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80, SID. K-I-D-A-0, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can always hit us up on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. McKenna will get them up on the screen for you. All right, Christine, let's uh, lead it off with your thoughts about Tom Brady. He retires after 22 seasons, played in NFL. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He has seven Super Bowl rings, more than anybody in NFL history. We all know that this past season wasn't as great for him as he wanted it to be. Only twice. This is only the second time he's finished a, a year under 500. The, the other season was following the first Super Bowl season in 2002 when the Patriots finished a 97 but missed the playoffs. Of course, on Wednesday, Tom Brady released an Instagram post thanking everybody and anybody else who could he could, could think of and say that this, yeah. And he said that he will, this was for real this time that he's going to retire. Of course, if that's the case, he's going to move over to Fox next year. He, which he signed that 10 year, $375 million contract. Christine, what were your thoughts about his Instagram posts and what do you see him doing at Fox starting next year? Or do we see him uh, uh, this next We He's not going to do the game uh, uh, next Sunday. Uh, that That's, uh, that's for that's sure. Already been, that's already been, yeah, that's already been. Uh, right, but yeah. do you see They've Tom Brady, uh, some part of the seven-hour pregame coverage for Fox starting next week? You know, it's kind of fitting that, that Sean Payton got the job with the Broncos, which good for them for getting a coach, actually. So that's that's really good to see. <laughs> uh, so I think it, it kind of fit in perfectly with, with Tom Brady's announcement. Unlike last time, this time, I, I think he's done. I think this is when he's really hanging it up. I remember talking about it last year when the announcement first came up. I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't it for him. I'm like, he's he's going to go one more year or maybe a couple more years. And I said that because it seemed like the media a lot was kind of putting it out there that Brady was retiring. What's Brady going to do in retirement? Yada, yada, yada. What's next for him? And it almost made it seem like when he announced it that it was kind of forced. Like, it's like, well, gee, if you just want me to retire, I guess I'm going to retire. And maybe even thinking about it after a month, he's like, no, no, everyone was kind of picking when my time was. And I don't think it's my time yet. So that's why, you know, watching that video on, on Twitter and on Instagram, watching that video and the emotion that he showed at the end of it he's he's officially going to hang it up and and you know right rightfully so was it the season that he wanted to end on absolutely not especially when they were so close to it the year before to to going back um so it, it is disappointing he had a lot of personal issues going on and and that can affect your game and your performance as we all know but overall he's he's the goat we're never going to see anybody like that in in our lifetime um, with with that many Super Bowl rings and that many records in the NFL, so definitely a guy that that is leaving in a way on a high note. 
Yeah, 17 years apart on this day. His first Super Bowl, of course, you know, that uh, that uh, against uh, against uh, the Rams and the Patriots, that classic one. Also, too, the one three years before, you know, 16 years, uh, 17 years after that, of course, three years, uh, you know, you know, to the day, of course, you know, he wins the sixth and last Super Bowl with the Patriots. So, you know, kind of like a sort of a weird intertwining there, of course, seven Super Bowls total, two Super uh, an MVP and, you know, multiple MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs, you know, seven Super Bowls. That's more than any uh, other, uh, you know, Super Bowl wins, I should say. And, uh, it, you know, five uh, Super Bowl MVPs. That's like only MJ has more than that. You know, he's actually in between uh, MJ and LeBron. Uh, for the most among all the professional sports. So he's going to get into the first ballot, uh, getting going to get in first ballot. Like you guys said, I mean, look, I mean, he got another division title in the, in the NFC. So that's probably one of the reasons why he came back was because the South's not very good. <laughs> so, and it wasn't, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to get in the regardless. And I know I heard some people say he should be on the bachelor, but I think he's good. be in single ah, right now. Would, I, hey. I've heard, hey, yeah. I would just go just to see it. Like I would want to <laughs> I would go just to see it because obviously I'm very happy with my fiance, but I would just go and and just have fun for the first episode and leave. So I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Brady doesn't need that show. Women, no, I'm sure right now flogging show. themselves to him. He doesn't Party. need that show. I would just recuse myself after the first episode. I'd be like, I, I know you're about to pick, but I'm just gonna go out the door and save you some trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, save our save our pride. Just we can leave together, uh, Christy. You know, and yeah. a couple other girls I want to go with again. But like I said, I heard that I kind of laugh. Like he doesn't need that. Like I'm sure once he is ready to you know get back out there, he that won't have any trouble. Finding, he won't have yeah. He'll have no trouble out finding a that, woman. But that uh, is the first time I've heard that someone said that he should go on The Bachelor. That is actually hilarious. It's it's a little <laughs> bit nutty, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I hope that once when he does you know decide to do whether it's next year or the year after. Some people I heard Joe Buck send a podcast like he may not even do it at all he mm. might not he might just do like the the other stuff you know, may not even do the football nfl but i hope he is they'll, they'll put a greg olsen out to pasture because he and kevin kevin Burger are actually gonna, are good together i'm dying to see how they're gonna do in the super bowl uh next sunday but uh they can do it they can do a three-man booth i mean i know some people don't like three-man booths but i think you could i think you can make it work if, if you got the right you know people to do it so we'll see and, and let's not forget that even though Tom Brady is a good player, we don't know what he's like in the booth yet. It, it's a completely different ballpark when you're mm -hmm. actually behind the action and suddenly in front of it. So they'll probably test him out for at least a couple of games, I would think, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, they usually do these things during the offseason. They put them in a booth and they, uh, and they do a recorded game. And so that's how uh, all these tryouts right. happen. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, – with uh, Tom Brady uh, in the offseason. I'm sure they're going to involve him uh, at some point in capacity, capacity welcome, welcome him into Fox uh, during their pregame show next week. So we'll see what happens with that. I know, Lakina, uh, you have some news about Tony Romo. I read the headline and I saw part of the story. Uh, could he be in trouble with CBS? <laughs> well, yeah, they gave him a lot of network notes this past season. Andrew Marchand from, of course, you know, New York uh, uh, Post, you know, a great uh, media. He and uh, John Oran from Sports Business Journal have a great podcast. So make sure you guys check it out once you, uh, wherever you get your podcast, so you guys have time. But he said, according to Marchand, he said that uh, 
that the network wasn't very happy with him, that he actually went to Dallas and, you know, see, you know, and you can kind of tell, I mean, he's still good, but the prep just isn't there. He didn't know who the o, the, uh, the DC was for the Chiefs and all this other stuff. I mean, look, Jim Nance is saying, hey, look, I'm like, I can only do so much, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, be bothered with that. So uh, they're paying him a lot of money. So if I'm, I'm CBS, I'm like, look, you need to start preparing. You've got to do some simulated games with somebody. You know, it, it's just, yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, you know, my buddy uh, Chris uh, Black, who does, you know, of course, ESPN Chicago, one of my mentors over at uh, I, uh, IMS, and, and said that uh, he was kind of like the first to kind of like get on the, uh, he was on the, t- uh, the, the, the robo train, but uh, he was the first to say, uh, you know, and he's not very good. And so he's kind of getting a little bit of vindication. Now we're talking about Chris. So, you know, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, preparation is key. I know mm-hmm. that uh, you can live off of your celebrity for so long, but preparation is key for whatever you do. And uh, as I said before, I, uh, when he first came on to say I believe it was in 2017, 2018, Lakina, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I loved his enthusiasm. Uh, he saw uh, the, the defensive formations. He called out what was going to happen before every play. I thought, okay, this is something uh, revolutionary for, for his time. But uh, if all these reports are true, uh, uh, you cannot slack off, especially like you said, uh, the he's being paid eighteen million dollars a year from the I company, so uh, right. they got their eye on you. So you better step it up. And doesn't CBS have the Super Bowl next year anyway? They do. They do. So, they do. <laughs> so this would be it for him if he doesn't shape up. So, and yeah. I know a lot of fans have been complaining about him on on Twitter too over these last few weeks. So take it for what it's worth. I'll still take him over Joe Buck. <laughs> you know, any day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Christine hates Joe Buck, folks. <laughs> yeah, he just he just hones on the Bears and the White Sox. He basically goes against anything Chicago, you know. And it's just even when it's something really great or they're winning, he'll still find a way to knock it down a peg or two. So, look when it, when I first saw Romo in the booth and heard him, like I thought he was pretty good. Like I thought, yeah, like he knows what he's talking about. I think. As time goes on and as new blood starts coming in the NFL, the more he doesn't actually know the the coordinators or the players, I think that's what he relied on a lot while he was in the booth at the beginning because there were a lot of same coordinators and players that he was around when he was in the NFL that was still in the game. And now that that's kind of moving on and kind of progressing – it's kind of showing that, oh, gosh, I, I don't know, like, who the defensive coordinator is for the Chiefs, or I don't know who the new running backs coach is for the Eagles. You know, whatever the whatever the game is. So it's just – I think it just is probably a teaching lesson for him more than anything right now is to be prepared for games – for more games in the future – and I and I would think that maybe CBS, if they're bringing in like the executives and stuff like that, I would think that they're going to do somewhat of a screen test with him come uh, come in the next couple of months here. Yeah, I can definitely see that uh, happening. Now, a couple of people that we know are good at what they do. Uh, NBC announced their uh, new Big Ten uh, team for uh, their Big Ten football game starting. Uh, this fall coming up, and it is Noah Eagle. So if you guys know his dad, I Eagle. I've actually interviewed Noah last year. Great young man and a terrific broadcaster too. He does uh, 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 the Clippers. I think he does Clippers radio. I think radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for their uh, for their radio network. So yeah, he's terrific. Todd Blackledge, who is leaving ESPN, you know, after I think, my God, he's been there for like, like almost twenty years. I think maybe give or take. 
And of course, Catherine Tappa, she's going to be back on the sidelines too. What do you guys think about that news? I say that that sounds like pretty promising. You know, it was kind of up in the air with where broadcasting was going to go for a lot of teams, especially with the football side and then a little bit of basketball, Jim Nance's retirement announcement. So, yeah, it, it was going to give a lot of new broadcasters a chance to spread their wings and to prove themselves and to grow, too. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, we started to see the the dominoes falling for uh, for the uh, big money contracts for these conferences and college uh, football. The Big Ten, like you say, is up first. They're going to do it starting next year, next season rather. And of course, we'll see what ESPN and the SEC Network does once Oklahoma and Texas join their conference in the next uh, year or so. So, I, I, I hopefully, this, I'm giving this team a chance to do. I think they'll do a good job. Like I said, Kathy Tappan. She's been doing the sidelines for Notre Dame over the past yeah. uh, several seasons. Of course, Noah Eagles, you mentioned, he's a great broadcaster. Todd Blacklish has been around the game for so long. So uh, I think this will, this school will work for Big Ten. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll be starting the Saturday night uh, Big Ten uh, football package for, for Saturday night. They'll start next season. It'll be interesting to see who will be the number <laughs> new number two guy with uh, Sean McDonough. So you got Greg McElroy, uh, Dan Orlovsky, of course. You know, there's their names being flown around and a few others. So I'm interested to see who does that. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting, though. Uh, but yeah, I think I'll give this team a shot. We know we know they're good, you know, separately, well, in their own devices. But we'll see how they are together. So that'll be uh, pretty uh, cool here. Now, of course, we talked about it earlier in the hour, and I want to get Christine's thoughts. Uh, said uh, Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade. Really? That kind of. <laughs> For those of you listening back on our on our. Uh, Podcast at Warren Anger. Christine rolled her eyes and gave a big old smile. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Are you uh, kidding me? <laughs> it's good. Look, uh, both Sean, Sean, and Adrian uh, Wojnowski are reporting it. So, uh, yeah, apparently uh, Kyrie wants to leave. <laughs> wants to leave. Uh, I'm like, what? Huh? Are what, you what, freaking what? kidding me? I wish I was. I wish I we were kidding. I can't, say, I can't say the one of the seven words that I can't say on the on the air right now. But geez, Louises, after all they did for him, oh my gosh, taking him back, I that is, oh gosh, no one pick him up. Just yeah, no, no one touch him. Just let him, let him go, let him fly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, real quick, so I'm looking at uh, Pat, uh, from, uh, Pat McAfee, of course, you know, his podcast. He tweeted that uh, apparently Sean Sharnia uh, said that, uh, that the Nets offer Kyrie a contract extension that has stipulations, and his side was totally against it. That's why, hence the trade request. So, so what, what you will. What, They're not what, like what? Keep your mouth shut on social media and just in the media in general. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah. No, what are your What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I, I was getting ready. To, getting ready to say I was listening to uh, Colin Carver. I have him on my uh, TV screen here before we, the, we came on for the, this kickoff hour number two. Uh, he was su- suggesting that that uh, LeBron James may have been in the ear of Kyrie Irving. Of course, they were both teammates uh, in Cleveland and won the championship in 2016, but. Uh, remember, Lakina, we were talking about this over the summer. It was the rumor has it, and shout out to our guy Lamont. And he, uh, Lamont Scott, via the Facebook, he says that they they could Lakers could trade uh, Westbrook for Kyrie. Of course, that was a rumor okay, that was out there this summer. Yeah. But 
uh, it didn't go down, but uh, the, the trade deadline is now six days away. Uh, it can happen now because Westbrook's on that last year of that $42 million deal. And Kyrie, uh, it, given the, the position of the Brooklyn Nets are right now, they're number four in the Eastern Conference. I know Kevin Durant is supposed to be back in a couple weeks, and they've actually been holding up pretty good. Give head coach Jock Vaughn credit for keeping that ship, SHIP, up afloat. But now with Kyrie Irving saying he wants out, that uh, I don't want to be in, 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 in that organization right now. So, uh, LeBron, like, uh, as like Colin Cowherd said, I was just trying to listen to the whole thing before we came back on. Uh, don't be surprised if Le- LeBron James is um, in Kyrie's ear. And if that happens with Kyrie going to the Lakers, uh, things could get very interesting. But we all know, Lakina, the Lakers are nowhere near a championship team. Can they perhaps uh, g- uh, get into the playoffs if him and Anthony Davis are healthy? Yes. Are they a championship team? No. It's a nice, interesting three with Kyrie, AD, and, of course, LeBron. But is that going to scare anybody in the West? No. It, it, it's just weird how all this has transpired. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But, <laughs> yeah, another another uh, player. Let's, let's keep up with the theme here. Uh, one Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's playing uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am as we speak. and That's uh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, he said, no, I'm not going to San Francisco. I'm not going to San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> and I guess uh, Devontae Adams kind of put it out there that he wants him back in, uh, with him, you know, in uh, in Vegas. So, uh, what do you guys think? You know, what is going to be – are we going to be going through this again <laughs> this, uh, this offseason? Of course, you know, Brady's out now. So, what do you, what do you think? I think if – if the Green Bay, obviously, if Green Bay goes into a rebuild mold mode, they're not. Rodgers isn't interested in that. He said that at their last game that he's not interested in a rebuild. Um, I I could see him going to Vegas. And I even said before he said, I'm not going to the 49ers. I said, maybe he'll go to the 49ers or somewhere in California. Since I know he's not the he's not close with his family, but maybe, you know, that would be a way to kind of reach out an olive branch to go to California, you know, and to play out there. Uh, but I, I could definitely see Vegas happening. Uh, Tampa. I'm not so sure Vegas. I can, I could see him in a black and white uniform. As I said last year, Lakina and Rogers sounded as bit as much as retired as he did last year when they lost to San Francisco in that divisional playoff game last year. He sounded like he was done. I, even though I was a year ahead of schedule, I'm still going to stitch on my guns. I think he's going to retire. I, I know that Indianapolis was uh, one of the early r- rumored teams as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers was traded to Indianapolis, I think he would retire too. <laughs> yeah, and he's I like, I, 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 I would retire right away. Forget the, uh, the suspense. I'm not going to pull a Tom Brady uh, bleep, but I'll retire. Vegas would make a whole lot more sense uh, logically, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. So I, I still think that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. The Packers really want to move on from him to give Jordan Love uh, a, a real realistic chance to see mm-hmm. if he's the guy or not. Because I think he's entering year number four next year. So they, got, they, they have to yeah. look to see if they want to pay him, pick up his fifth-year option. And then pay him down the road. So right. uh, uh, Rogers doesn't have too many options. So um, I think he's still he's going to retire. Yeah, he's already he already said he'll. Uh, I guess he said the, the Pack McAfee. Uh, you know his his appearance there last week that he would uh, redo his contract. You know to make some room financially because they're up against the cap. So 
I don't know why me. We got to go through this again. Yay. Yeah, the Packers uh, had to get rid of some key players around this time last year because they had yep. to pay Rodgers. So I, I, don't yeah. I cannot see them doing it again. I cannot see them doing it again. Adams being one of those players, so I'm sure he remembers that. So uh, uh, to be continued here on second season. Yeah. <laughs> so Chicago, Lakita McGee, Cindy Brown, our girl KXRB's Christine Manica uh, with you, with us as well. So uh, the Sox yeah. made a, a trade in the last half hour. Uh, veteran uh, righty uh, reliever uh, Franklin German. Uh, they were uh, they were uh, the uh, Red Sox. Uh, he was the Red Sox Miley Pitcher of the Year last season. He has a 2.72 uh, ERA in 45 games between a double A and triple A um, with the with the Red Sox. So you know we know that he's a reliever right now, of course, with Liam Hendricks and what he's going through right now. Um, so what do you guys think? I mean, he's going to be a the Sox be, give up? Uh, they doesn't know actually. I. Uh, Theo uh, Dillinger, uh, the, the right-hander. So uh, mm-hmm. that's the two players that were exchanged. So uh, okay. and of course, you have to make room for the roster. Uh, they designated on top of the White Sox designated uh, Jason Belos uh, for assignment. So what do you guys think of uh, that this trade for the Sox? I mean, they need more arms. So they're doing I what see, Yeah, no, I could see him being a potential filming closer until uh, Hendricks is is back to back to being healthy and back to being the guy. He still is the guy in my mind, but uh, I think this is a good little place filler until uh, until he gets back and is healthy. Yeah, I agree with Christine. The the White Sox still uh, still have a nice bullpen with Ronaldo Lopez. I think he should get the first dibs at, uh, of closing because he has the best stuff out of that bullpen. We talk about Jimmy Lambert, Joel Kelly, who used last year as a rehab year. He was totally awful. So you still haven't been there. Also, you have Aaron Bummer and Jake Diekman, uh, two left-handers in that bullpen. You don't know what you're going to get out of both of those guys. I know Bummer was hurt last yeah. year. And don't forget Garrett Crochet. Some people yeah. say he should be the Sox fifth star. He may be that in 2024. But in 2023, coming off of Tommy Johnson's surgery, he's going to get most of his work out of that bullpen, kind of like what they did in Cole Peck, with Cole, Michael right. Kopech in 2021. Yeah, I think I think yeah, German uh German, I don't know how I don't know if it's German or German how they how he says his name, but uh he's definitely kind of like an extra bullpen arm, which is what they need. You know, we know the yeah. Sox have been lacking that the last uh mm-hmm. few years. So if like you said, Chris, if he's gonna be just a fill-in guy, you know, until you know Hitters is able to return, great. I mean, if he can, you know, he actually had a solid numbers, like as I uh, yeah. mentioned. So I mean, you look, you never have too many bullpen arms, so you know, and the and the AL Central is still there for the White Sox to take, so yeah, just to see uh, what happens uh, with that. Uh, Dexter Fowler has announced announced his retirement mm-hmm. earlier this week, and he'll be joining. Uh, he actually just started on a marquee network, so of course, you know, won a won a World Series with the, with the Cubs in 2016. Of course, he a uh, 14 year career. Don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he's sort of one of those good utility guys where he'll be. Uh, you know, some of his uh, stuff off the field. He was a, you know, a, a good guy and a great teammate and such, made a nice money. And now he's uh, joined the broadcast. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll see him also at MLB Network on ESPN, I'm sure as well. But uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Dexter Fowler's retirement? Dexter Fowler retirement, Tom Brady retirement. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, he, he was a great, I'm not a Cubs fan, as you all know, but I, I respect Fowler. I respected his game and I respected him off the field too. He he just seemed like a great guy and did a lot of good for Chicago. 
Yeah, I haven't seen his work yet, Lakina. I know you just started. I know he has some uh, good reviews right. from some people so far. I'll, I'll check him out and uh, get my fair assessment when when needs be. But uh, before we move on, I I did catch some other breaking news regarding Chicago Sports TV. Our good buddy Jeff Agress from the Chicago Sometimes, he says sports editor. He tweeted this out. I want to get you guys thoughts on this. Two separate tweets. We'll start with the Chicago Bulls first. And these are the ratings for the for the Chicago TV ratings for the Chicago Bulls so far this year. After 47 regionally televised games, the Bulls averaged 1.58 household rating in Chicago in the Chicago market, about 57,000 households, down 38% from last year. Out of the 25 teams whose data is available, the Bulls are ranked 12th in average household ratings. Source Nielsen. Yikes. I mean, yeah, they've been inconsistent this year, so I'm not really surprised by that number. I, I, I guess, let me guess who's at the top, uh, the Lakers or maybe, or is it the Eastern Conference team? Uh, he doesn't have that info Oh, he's had that. Well, okay, okay, yeah. well, that info's not out. But yeah, I'm not surprised by the number. I mean, like I said, I mean, the inconsistency with the, with the Bulls and such, you know, letting games get away that they should be, they should have won, you know, they didn't. <laughs> That's not helping them, so I, I can kind of see why the numbers are where they are right now. And plus, yep. you, you can also stream them, too, so well, I'm not really that yeah. surprised. I'm sure they're both are factors. As far as the Blackhawks is concerned, uh, <laughs> after 40, oh. yeah, the 41 regionally <laughs> televised games, the Hawks <laughs> averaged 1.03 uh, household rating in Chicago, about 37,000 households. That is down 36% versus the same number of games Last year, of course, we all know the Hawks are going through a rebuild. And of the 23 teams whose data was available, the Hawks are ranked ninth in average household ratings. I found that kind of surprising. That's yeah, that's kind of surprising that they would still be uh, that high, considering you know all the other stuff. But I know uh, the Rays as a whole for the NHL have been down. I think about 430 some thousand, mm-hmm. give or take. This year among both uh, TNT and ESPN, so they they were the NHL might have a little bit of a problem here, but uh, yeah, we will well time we'll get into it in a later date. But uh, with the All Star uh, weekend going on right now, starting tonight with their uh, skills competition, yeah, the NHL I don't think they're happy with uh with the kind of presentation of both the what ESPN and uh TNT are doing, but you know what what, what do I know, right, Sid? Yeah. <laughs> What do I know, right, guys? What do I know? <laughs> yeah, shocking. Uh, I, I know the NHL's. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna check out any of them to be honest with you this weekend. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll peep in a bit. But uh, to be honest with you, Lakina, the NHL All Star Game hasn't been exciting to me since the '90s when they had right. North America yeah. stars against the yes. uh, Euro stars against the world. I know yes. at that time they were trying to promote time. NHL players to play in the Olympics, which they're doing right now, except for this last past Olympics, but. Uh, it was exciting back then. You still had fast-paced hockey. It wasn't like the playoffs, but it was still fun. It was still organic. It was still new. And it's lost its way for me personally for the last over the last decade. Ever since they came back for the start of the 0506 season, that all-star weekend for the NHL's been mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been pretty bad. I don't know what they're doing it. I guess they're gonna have like the Central and the Pacific Division. They're gonna have the Metro and the Atlanta Division. I guess the two winners there will be you know facing each other. I guess later that day. I guess the way it's set up now, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's gonna help. I it's, I don't know, but yeah, you you can you can catch the skills competition on ESPN. And you can catch the game, the All Star Game 
on ABC and streaming on ESPN Plus starting <laughs> at 2 o'clock our time tomorrow. So uh, if you want to check it out, you can, but I, we can understand why you don't. So yeah. we'll speaking of about, yeah, speaking of another all-star game, which I'll, we'll get Christine's thoughts on this. Remember, Lakina, we, we, gave, we put out the call to the NFL last year. We kind of got our wish. Of course, uh, we were not going to have a, a full 60-minute Pro Bowl game anymore. So uh, the Pro Bowl will take place this Sunday on ABC at 2 o'clock Chicago time. Uh, they're calling it the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge now. I'm going to get Christine's thoughts on this. Will you be checking that out? Since we won't have a quote-unquote um, flag, we'll have a flag football game coached by the Manning brothers. So that's something to look, uh, to look forward to. Are you going to check that out? Oh, yeah. Like I was even, they were doing dodgeball the other day. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Talking <laughs> about. Someone got I, a. Someone got a, a nice little hit to the face and was looking for the flag, though, for a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty interesting. You know, they did, like, a lightning round. They did, like, the longest drive, you know, with the kickers. And I guess they had, like, a water move tossing thing. Yeah. So I think it's I miss- more fun for the players, essentially, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you can tell they're having fun now too. I'm sure once they do the flag football on Sunday. So mm-hmm. I know people, you know, that's kind of been what it is the last like decade. So I think yeah. they're like, you, you know, let's just do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Though, this, you know, they're going to do like, you know, kick, kick, cat, toe or, or something, I guess, with the X's and O's with the, with the footballs, like a gridiron gauntlet moving the chains also to the catch as well. So, you know, kind of like it's pretty interesting what they're doing here. We'll see if we'll see if it works. Yeah, shout out to our guy Brandon Schultz uh, on the on the um I think he's coming from the YouTube. He says, I have some good news. We got a new coach for the Texans. Yeah, shout out to Domingo Ryan's and now the yes. former the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. He actually played for the Texans during his playing days um, uh, many yeah. years ago. So he's gonna get a chance to coach the Houston, Texas. Hopefully they can get him a quarterback, i.e. Bryce Young in the draft, assuming that the Bears don't trade their pick. Right. <laughs> their pick. So uh give him a quarterback and, and give get some offensive weapons in there, of course. Uh, that franchise has been through a, a bunch over the last few years. We all know about Deshaun Watson. We won't get into that. Of course, J.J. White moved on to Arizona. Of course, now he's retired. So uh, a fresh new start for the Houston Texans. Hopefully they, they give Mr. Ryans all the tools he needs to win. Yeah, you saw the, the reception that he and his family got when they uh, got back uh, yesterday. So that was a really nice moment. I know mm-hmm. he was he was beloved there, too, when he played there. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to see him uh Go back there. Also, to our buddy Vic Vangio is now going to be joining the uh, the Dolphins uh, coaches have as a new DC. So you know, it, it's interesting that uh, yeah, I mean, okay, that that's going to be uh, interesting uh, how because uh, if really, if nothing else, you know, aside from the uh, you know the, the Tua stuff, I mean, their their defense was not very good last year. So mm. yeah, he's going to get a nice little paycheck too, uh, Mr. Fangio. So we'll see if he still got it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, right now, of course, uh, the Baltimore, uh, talk about the Baltimore uh, Ravens teams from the early 2000s. They're going to be the subject of the new 30 for 30. And I think it's going to, I believe it's going to air, I think on Sunday, said, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. Let me check real quick. I believe it's this Sunday at seven 30. I'm checking. Da, ba, ba. I'm checking uh, it right now. Yeah. yeah. It'll be following the Philadelphia, uh, New York Knicks game. So this Sunday at seven 30 PM Chicago time on ESPN, the, uh, 30 for 30 bullies of Baltimore. They're They'll talk go behind the scenes of that 2000 Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl winning team. And remember, they were the first team picked the following year for that HBO Hard Knocks series, which yes. started at that time, uh, following that team the season after they won. So it's going to be interesting who they have in there. Will they have Shannon Sharp? Hopefully he's not yelling on the court against other fans. 
I know you I'm sure they go have Ray Lewis on there because remember he was a centric favorite mm-hmm. girl of the controversy that happened around that time. You won't say it here. Watch the documentary yeah. that'll break it down for you. Of course, I'm sure they're gonna do a nice tribute to Tony Siragusa, who died a couple was, years yeah. ago. So um interested to see how ESPN and NFL films uh, do this one. They did uh, well, I actually watched this on my DVD player yesterday. Uh, the Four Falls of Buffalo, which yes. ESPN did a few, few years ago. They did a hell of a job on that in the two bills mm-hmm. with Belichick and, and Parcells. That was a great documentary as well. So hopefully that this Bullies of Baltimore will live up to that uh, to those two documentaries I just mentioned. Yeah, I will be DVRing it, so I'm definitely going to be checking it out later on. Let's just see how far they go with this. So, yeah, it's going to yes. be uh, interesting. Yeah, well, we will get to that. Anything else you guys want to you know, talk about before we uh, disperse for the weekend? Oh, yeah, so Showtime will uh, stream the Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, formerly known as Chris yes. Jackson, oh, yeah, the former basketball player. It'll uh, yes. stream um, this weekend starting tonight. It's going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, it's going to tell his story from, remember he had uh, he has Tourette's syndrome, but yes. he played with Shaquille O'Neal at LSU, and he rose up to prominence uh, with the Denver Nuggets, and, of course, he sat for the uh, the national anthem when he uh, did that. Of course, remember, he came uh, – he sat for the uh, national anthem. He he did it here in Chicago doing that um, when they played the Bulls. That was during the Bulls' um, seventy-two mm-hmm. and ten season in ninety-six. Yes, although all the United Center folks booed him, and of course he went to the Sacramento Kings, but he was basically uh, phased out the league. So he's going to tell that story and uh, what he's doing, uh, what what he's doing right now. So, and some people have said this, and I kind of agree. We didn't know this at the time, Lakina. We knew he was a good player for those of you that watched basketball outside the Bulls mm-hmm. during the nineties, but. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. And speaking of Steph Curry, he's in that documentary commenting yeah, on him he's as in well. Def- yes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be on tonight at, at nine o'clock, eight central, eight central time. So, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be streaming on you know, on Paramount Plus and you know, other places mm-hmm. as well, and also too on on demand. So if you guys don't get a chance to watch it, it'll be repeat. I'm sure in various places. So make sure whatever you get, wherever you view yourself. Looking forward to this one because I really think yeah, he definitely got his uh, got jobbed out of that. And uh, before him and Craig Hodges both. Yeah. I had the chance to meet Craig Hodges a few years ago. We interviewed him in studio on the old D and Davis show. I heard. Yeah, and, I heard uh, it. yeah, uh, he he was supposed to play a, a couple more years, but we all know what happened to him. Mm. Yeah, we won't rehash any of that. So, yeah, make sure you guys check that out uh, on Showtime. Uh, and if not, of course, like I said, it's going to be repeat. I'm sure you can stream it in various uh, places. So it'll be right there for yeah, you. Yeah, the, the documentary for Mahmoud Abdurov is called Stand. And so Stand, it's going to yeah. air tonight at 8 o'clock Chicago time on Showtime. So like Lakina said, it's going to be aired on streaming on Showtime uh, Showtime's app, so plus, go find it. Yeah, plus, yeah, Showtime Plus. Yeah, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure Paramount Plus will also be streaming it as well. So yeah, wherever you know, get a chance to watch, you'll be a chance to watch. So it's, it's going to be right there. I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube available as well. Now, on that note, you follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and at Keita Scorby on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D eight zero S I D K I D eight zero. And Christine, where could the lovely people follow you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me at cmanica underscore kxrb. And don't forget, we'll have Christine, the Queen Manica, back next week as we uh, get you ready for the NFL's big game, the 57th edition between the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs with our prop bets and a whole lot more. We'll give you some uh, friendly wagers to to, uh, place your bet or get your Super Bowl party started. 
yeah for fun yeah for fun uh entertainment purposes only folks We're yes 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 yes, yes. Bet, especially if you don't have the money to do it but uh yeah mm. well, we'll talk about we'll talk about prop bets i know i don't have some crazy ones uh right now as we speak i saw the uh uh, which song that Rihanna's gonna say for a halftime show? Uh, who's gonna score first and such? Uh, will they? Yeah, how many times will Nick Sirianni curse? You know, will we catch on the hot line? <laughs> I've, heard, I've seen already, already seen some weird prop bets already. So uh, yeah, we call Sirianni the Philadelphia one. We'll have a, a Philly cheesesteak stuff in his mouth. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. maybe he's the he's the coach of the year, so he can do whatever he wants now. Exactly. <laughs> well, look, especially if they win, if they end up winning out next Sunday night, I mean, I'm sure he'll be he will have to pay for a cheesecake ever again. If anything, he'll probably ask whoever you know to endorse him. So yeah, it's gonna be a very yeah, we're gonna we're trying to have good have well guys, you know, and, and folks coming, of course, you know. Uh, uh, besides Christine, uh, to uh, preview the big game. So, uh, yeah, on Monday and Tuesday. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, you can check us out on uh, Roku TV, of course. Um, yeah, like I said, just just check. Make sure you check us out, like wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Catch our show, Sean and Maya, uh, the Smoke Fellas, What's Up, Cuz, and stuff. So, so yeah, also to some other streaming shows we got coming up. So uh, yeah, go to Roku TV. You know, you know whatever apps you have. Uh, you'll type in Sports on Chicago, and we're right there for you. Yes, so make sure you catch Second City Sports live in Living Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. One more again, as Christine and the young kids would say, catch, catch Second City Sports. I definitely well, don't say that. <laughs> that's what generation would say. Uh, a nice comment by Lamont. Uh, well, we ought to have a wardrobe mouth. Oh, my goodness. Really? Lamont. <laughs> We'll leave that alone. Don't put that <laughs> yeah, catch Second City Sports Live in Living Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. All right. Now, I know it's going to warm up a little bit, so you know, make sure you, you know, you'll be able to enjoy the weather for various parts of the country this weekend. Enjoy all the uh, the college hoops, you know, NBA, and, and of course, the NHL All-Star Game. If you guys want to check that out, too. So, for Sid... And Christine, I'm the Kansas for Second City Sports on Sports Hill Chicago, and we'll see you guys Monday. Love, peace, and hair grease. Holla! <laughs>